There's a lot of craziness in the stock market and, and the economy right now. This is meant to bring some stability to people's life. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Hey guys, it's Brent Bowers here. And before we get into today's episode, I want to share some exciting news with you. I get to be the first to announce that Wholesaling Inc.'s annual Memorial Day sale kicks off right now and runs through midnight next Friday, June 3rd. And that's featuring its lowest prices ever on all of our coaching programs. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to harness freedom, right? As you know, here at Wholesaling Inc., we believe that wholesaling real estate is a path to this freedom. I mean, who can deny it? Couldn't we all benefit from more time freedom, more financial freedom, flexibility to do what we we really want to choose to do each day? Through the power of instruction over education, we bring to you a proven system that will have you doing deals fast and making money quickly. You can achieve this by purchasing any of our six program offerings right now at a discounted rate of $2,000 off of tuition costs. Yes, you heard me. We're knocking $2,000 off of our tuition costs. So you heard me correctly. So if you want to take advantage of this incredible offer, it's as simple as visiting Wholesaling Inc dot com. Choose the program or programs that you're interested in and book a call with our team. We'll hop on a call with you. We're going to answer all of your questions and we're going to do our best to assure this is the right fit for you and us and where you're currently at in your real estate career, or, or maybe you're just getting started out. So do not sleep on this because you know, applications come in quickly and we have our, and when we have sales like this. So definitely book your call right now. Don't wait. Visit wholesalinginc.com and we'll see you soon. Hello, Rhino Nation. Do you have a pride in your work as a professional, as an American, but you feel like you just lack control or you feel limited in your time and you're waking up every single day and doing something you just don't feel like doing, or you just feel like you're running on someone else's treadmill with someone else's agenda and not actually your own? I have the solution. The solution is you invest in land. If you own land, American land, that is, you can experience the freedom, financial freedom and time freedom and geography freedom to do the things on your own personal terms. Guys, my name is Brent Bowers and join me on my show where each episode we learn how to invest and make money on American land as a real estate investor so you can enjoy the freedom that you want and deserve. Today, I have an amazing guest. His name is Jamie Bateman. I actually met him by actually, he had approached me and I was on his Labrador Lending podcast and his Good Deeds podcast. And they approached me to buy some of my land notes and it started educating me on how I need to start adjusting my notes so note investors want to buy these things. So it's actually quite lucrative to sell your notes 
two investors that are that buy notes. Mine are all performing, so I'm going to get paid a little bit more. But I really enjoyed this episode with Jamie. He's a real estate investor. He's got nine rentals in Maryland. He's got two rentals in Florida, and he buys notes. And he's been educating me on how to create a note when I sell a piece of land to someone that a note investor would want to buy. Not that's my plan to sell these notes, but there could be a change one day where I might want to sell all 100 plus of my notes and invest into an even larger parcel of land or a big development. So hope you enjoy this episode. Hope it educates you on the note process and enjoy. All right, Mr. Jamie Bateman, how are you today? I'm doing great, Brent. How are you doing? I'm really doing really well. I wanted to have you on here. One, we have so many things in common. You literally own rentals in Florida where I'm currently standing in the state that I'm standing in. (laughs) Uh, You're an army officer and you have a very unique side of the note industry. So where I create notes as a land investor, where I, I buy properties at a massive discount and I turn around and sell these parcels of land to people on payments, whether it be through a deed of trust and a promissory note or a contract for deed, which some note buyers will not even buy contract for deeds. So I'm super happy to have met you because you're educating me on note buyers, professional note buyers like yourself and guys, which we'll talk about. we got so many things you've got going on uh, that I want to talk about, but you're educating me on the buy box of note investors to where I could sell all my notes. And I, some of my notes, I look back and I'm like, oh man, I should have set that up differently to sell one day, maybe a second exit strategy. But I wasn't thinking about that until I really met you and your par- your partner yeah. uh, when I met you a while back ago. Yep. So I, I want to hear one, how in the world, why did Jamie Bateman get involved in notes and rentals and all the stuff you talked yep. about? And yeah, how did this all yeah. begin? Yeah. Great question. There's obviously many layers to that onion. I, I think like a lot of people, I had a full-time job and a family and commuting and all that stuff. And it's the nine to five got old. And so about, I'll say eight years ago. So my wife and I have had one rental for, I don't know, about 12 years. And prior to that, actually both of us spent some time working professionally in title companies. So I worked as a settlement officer and a um, closing agent and funding manager at a title company. And then I worked at a mortgage broker. So I only say that to, to say there's some background there. And at that point, I realized how little I knew about real estate and title insurance. I had no idea what title insurance was at that time. We don't learn about any of this stuff in, in school, unfortunately. So learned a good bit there, but realized more more so I was just exposed to investors and, and different things. Um, fast forward doing the nine to five, worked for the Department of Defense, um, which was a natural progression from the army. It's Groundhog's Day. It's like I, I drive in, I go, I sit at a desk, I do my job and I get back in my car. And and as much as I enjoyed my coworkers, it was such a depressing, like there's no future, no hope, just no growth. So I used started using my commute and this gets to more of your question. Started using the commute time to listen to podcasts and bigger pockets. Oh, I thought you were going to say wholesaling. I really did. <laughs> we can edit this section. I, I said wholesaling, Inc., right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. And I'm happy that you invited me to be on, Brandon. No, oh, come on. Brent, Brent <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just joking. But no, I started in all seriousness. I started listening to a lot of podcasts, reading a lot of books. And, and it was a mental shift in about 2014, 2015, where I said, hey, this is 
I don't need this to be my future. I don't have to admit defeat here. There is another way. So started looking around to who's on my team who, and what are my strengths? And so I, I, my brother was a loan officer. My father has been a real estate agent forever. I worked at a title company and a mortgage company. And it, it is the mindset changed as opposed to the woe is me kind of thing. So I yeah. started to make a mindset shift at that point. And then in 2015, went part-time at my job. And that's when really more to your, your question, we started really taking action as far as the rentals, local rental properties started getting into the Burr method and all that stuff. So we can dive as deep as you want into that. And so built out the rental portfolio. And then in 2018, I started getting heavily into mortgage note investing while continuing to grow the rental portfolio. Most of my time is spent in note investing now, but our rental portfolio is a critical piece for our whole, the, the big picture. So why notes? Rentals, a lot of us can wrap our heads around. I completely yep. understand the depressing Groundhog Day of being <laughs> in the military. There's similar to that. Uh, yep. But why? what was it about the notes? So several things that, that drew me to notes. One is you can do it from anywhere. I think for a while there, I felt tied to our, our rentals just geographically, but you can do, you can be a note investor from anywhere. As long as you have a laptop and you know, a phone, you literally can be a note investor. That was one thing, but, and also just the ability to scale. And when I say do it from anywhere and be able to scale, those are related, meaning I can, from my home in Maryland, invest in New York, Texas, anywhere across the country. Yes, that's true for hard real estate as well, but I think it's a little bit easier with notes. Most of the time, you don't go visit the property when you're buying a note. Just that, I guess, geographic location independence was a big draw. And then the ability to scale and to do this from home. I kind of got a little bored with the rentals, to tell you the truth. It was, and I'm not really a shiny object kind of guy. We did the (laughs) rentals for a while and they're all essentially the same type of building and the same, same basic tenant profile and the same rehab. And it was like, okay, I got it. (laughs) So this was a new challenge as well. And we can go into depth in the pros and cons of notes versus real estate. Everything has pros and cons. Notes are not perfect, but you can buy notes at a discount, just like you buy your land at a discount, non-performing notes you can buy at a steep discount. And that allows for the opportunity for good profit margin. And just for the listeners, I'm going to give my layman terms of a note but please sure. fill in anything I left <laughs> off because I once heard a great quote. I create notes so that people have to go to work so that they pay me each month for these notes. All a note is for, for those of you that are listening, thinking what in the world is a note is let's just say I sell a piece of land or a house and I'm willing to carry the, the financing. Basically, I'm going to let you make payments to me. It could be facilitated through a deed of trust and a promissory note, but basically it's a promise to pay for a certain right. amount of time at a certain interest rate at yep. a certain payment. So it, did I get everything on that yeah, note? A, note? a note is a promise to pay. It's literally a loan. And it's, the note itself is a physical document that spells out the terms of the payment plan of the loan. And we buy performing and non-performing notes on property on, on, we buy mortgage notes, right? What's um, a non-performing all, in a for, So a, a non-performing note is where the borrower is not making payments. I'm sure most of your listeners can identify with 
being a borrower, meaning of some kind, meaning they've taken out a loan to buy a car or they've taken out a mortgage to buy a house. Me as the note buyer, all I'm doing is I'm stepping into the bank's shoes or that lender's shoes in the seller finance world that you referred. I'm becoming the bank in a sense. So I love it. I'm receipt, I'm owed those payments. And so again, we buy, so let me get back up and give you just a real quick analogy. Performing note is, mu- is much like a rental property, a buy and hold rental property. So you buy a performing note for cash flow purposes, right? So you can still buy it at a discount, meaning $100,000 note, principal balance on the note. I might be able to buy that for just say $90,000, $85,000 performing, meaning now I'm now going to get payments over time. And that's like a buy and hold rental property. It's a cash flow play. That's to keep the lights on. That's to make some money every month. And, and no one's calling their bank when their septic system fails or their foundation totally. cracks or the roof's leaking. Absolutely. Or like one of our houses is, right now we have. And that's, it's, it's one of the, is note investing passive? It can be. And this is one of the more passive ways to do it is by a performing note where you're collecting payments And a lot of people will do this in their self-directed IRA or something like that, where they just collect the payments. There's not a ton of work in when it comes to that. And you're absolutely right. There's no tenants, toilets, trash, termites. You're dealing with the paper. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You're dealing, I'm dealing with the paper and that was appealing to me as well. So that's like a buy and hold, a performing note is like a buy and hold rental property, but maybe even a little more passive on the flip side, (laughs) pun intended, a, a non-performing note is like a fix and flip and fix and flip. I'm sure most of your listeners are familiar with a fix and flip. You buy a property that's distressed, fix it up and resell it. That may take six months. It may take a year. Who knows? A non-performing loan is very much the same and it, it may take a little longer. It may take 18 months, 24 months, but you're actually buying that that discounted note where the borrower is not making payments, but they're still owed, they're, they're still required to make those payments legally. You're buying, that's the distress, right? And that's where there's a value add opportunity, like a fix and flip property. So I can go in and then that there's 20 podcast episodes on how you approach a non-performing loan and add value to it. But at the end of the day, you're exiting through the property or you're exiting through the borrower and I'm making a profit, hopefully, right, on that non-performing note. So performing note, there's not a lot of room for me to add value. It's a cash flow play. I'm collecting monthly payments. A non-performing note, I need to figure out how to add value and exit through that deal and sell that some way or the, the other and make a profit that's more like a fix and flip on a property. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and that's could some cases be a home run, especially yes. if you purchased it at how, like what percent of the note do you purchase a non-performing note? Great question. And uh, people make fun of me. Some of the uh, one guy that I mentored. Okay. Makes- you listen to bigger pockets. <laughs> I, mean. uh, I actually stopped to be honest with you, but I say it depends a lot and it, it just, it does, but I'll say 50 to 60% of the principal balance is a general so rule of thumb to 60% of the principal balance. And yep. as you, the real estate market has just appreciated like crazy over the last couple of years. Yes. So if someone has had this for a few years, you're potentially getting a property at less than 50 cents on the dollar that you've got to go in and add value to fix and flip or whatever. Yeah. It's 
I will say one, one misconception is that borrowers will walk away from equity. So the reality is you're only owed what you're owed. Quick numbers, a quick basic example with numbers, okay? $100,000 principal balance on this loan that the borrower owes. I buy it for $50,000. Property is worth $150,000. I'm only owed $100,000. And then uh, okay. the payoff may be 105 or something, but that's kind of semantics. But that equity that's there between 100 and 150, that's not mine. And most borrowers will either file bankruptcy or or sell the pay off the sell the property and pay off the loan they're, they're typically not going to just hand you fifty thousand dollars in equity yeah. but to your point it makes this a safer investment as real estate values yeah, go up course. and up that's the collateral and that was another huge reason I wanted to get into notes as opposed to Wall Street and things like that because there's collateral with notes and there's a property that's backing this up and there's so you have a backup plan, which is to take that property if if need be. Here's an example. I literally just, I have a note on a, on a property in Florida, a piece of land. I sold it for 159. The note owed is 129 basically. And Mm -hmm. he's paid it for almost two years. Well, long story short, he passed away and Mm -hmm. his children, his sister is going through probate right now to take ownership of this property. Mm -hmm. And they've already got a realtor ready to go to list it for 354,000. I am not worried about getting paid off. Right, right. 129,000 because the property is worth well over that. I even offered to buy it from them. (laughs) So not obviously not at retail. The amount he paid me a couple of years ago, I offered to buy it back. (laughs) I imagine it was a a good deal (laughs) for you. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's just, there are some people who think, oh, I, that's why they get into notes because they think they're just going to run away with this equity from this borrower. No, but like you said, it's that's the safety net. And so we typically look at look for deals with equity. It does depend on the type of loan. I'm closing on one in, this week in a couple of days that is a reverse mortgage and there's no equity and that's a whole different yeah. beast. When you're you're pricing non-performing loans, you need to look at potential. You don't know how it's going to go. You don't know how the borrower is going to respond. You don't know how things are going to play out, but you have multiple exit strategies and multiple options. And that's another great thing about non-performing notes or notes in general is you should be able to make money no matter what happens. Nothing's guaranteed, but you do have options and you price that accordingly when you're bidding. Let's shift it over a little bit. Let's talk yep. about Labrador lending and as well as your your non or your 506C that you've got going on. Let's can you touch Great. on those? Absolutely. So Labrador lending is our brand name and I do um, own some notes with in Labrador lending, but we have two funds. One is a non-performing note fund that's closed uh, to the capital raise. So we're actively managing those assets now. And the other fund is launching June 1st. And that is an income fund. That's the Integrity Income Fund. And that starts June 1st and it's for accredited investors only. And so instead of, and we were speaking briefly before we hit record, I think for the most part, people end up deciding whether they want to be an active investor or a passive investor. And that's true for notes. That's true for land. That's true for rentals. And is it black and white? No, of course not. But in general, people, a lot of people who think they want to be an active investor 
may find out that there's a lot more work involved than they realize. <laughs> so they say, you know what, I've got some money. Why don't you, why don't you take it and, and manage the assets? So we go out and we're raising capital from accredited investors through a 506C, which is a regulation D 506C. And that's the integrity income fund. And our fund pays the target is to pay an 8% or 8.5% monthly payment to the passive investor. And this is a cash flow fund. So more of a performing note fund. There's a lot of craziness in the stock market and, and the economy right now. This is meant to bring some stability to people's life. And is, is it guaranteed to produce results? No, nothing is guaranteed. But again, there's collateral with this asset. The other nice thing about our fund is we're approaching this as though we're, this is either a performing loan where it, it was non-performing and now it's re-performing. So the borrower, something has been worked out with the borrower already, like a modification or something, or we can buy a non-performing loan and work that out with the borrower. So with this fund, our target is not to foreclose. Our goal is not to kick people out of their homes. Our goal is to work with the borrowers and come to a mutual solution that's beneficial for all parties, including the passive investors in the fund. Beautiful. How can people find out more about you? I want you to mention your podcast that you got going on as well. And how can people get more information? Absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I was a part of the Good Deeds Node Investing podcast. We're doing some pivoting there, but I do, if you're interested in node investing, I do think it's, I think it's the best one out there, frankly. Chris Seveny, my business partner, he started the Good Deeds Note Investing Podcast, and that's been around for several years. I just launched a brand new podcast that, Brent, you were on. It's, uh, that episode is not out yet. That's called From Adversity to Abundance. And I'm really excited about the approach that we're taking in that we're getting to the human element and we're getting to the fact that everyone, every investor, every business owner, deals with adversity, every person. but And so the podcast is focused on people's adversity and overcoming that adversity and getting to a mindset of abundance and getting to a lifestyle of abundance. And that takes on many different forms. But I know with your episode, we touched on some your divorce and some financial hardships you've been through and how you were able to overcome all of that. And so the podcast I'm really excited about, it's, it's just, I think I have seven episodes out I'm really excited. So if people can check that out, I'd love it. And then labradorlending.com is our website. And my email address is batemanjames at labradorlending.com. Guys, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my goodness, I want to know more about this or Uncle Bob needs to hear more about this, please share this episode. Also, if you haven't done so already, please give us a five-star review and rating. That way we get the algorithms to love us. And that way more people hear this podcast. We can help more people and reach more people. Guys, if you're interested in getting started in real estate or you even just want to check out labradorlending.com, did I get that right, Jamie? That's right. All right. And also, if you're interested in getting started in real estate or you want to see if land is a good fit for you, or you're just interested in wholesaling, head on over to wholesalinginc.com forward slash land and schedule a call with my team. We'll see what your real estate investing goals are. And if we feel like we're, we're a great fit, I'd be honored to coach you. Jamie, thank you so much for jumping on. Thanks for spending this time with me and educating me as well as our audience on notes and everything you've got going on. Thanks a lot, Brent. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and hopefully we added some value today. Thanks, man. 
That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.